I'm Matt. And I'm Becca. And we uh we made another baby. We are back with season two of the Bristos Made a Baby podcast. We've got another little bun in the oven, and we are so excited to share this journey with you guys. We have a little girl named Hayden. She is one going on two, and soon we're gonna be learning how to parent two little babies instead of one. But first, we got to get through this pregnancy. Make sure to tune in each week as we go on this journey and we'll talk about life and pregnancy up until this sweet little baby pops out. (laughs) We are so excited to share it all with you guys, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So uh, let's just get right into it. Hello and welcome back to the Bristow's Made a Baby podcast, season two, final episode, the birth story of this beautiful baby that I'm bouncing currently on a <laughs> ball, Miss Hadley Eileen Bristow. She loves that bounce situation. She loves a good bounce. The only time she ever gets fussy is in the evening, which is perfect for podcasting. It is. Because that's also the only time we have <laughs> to podcast. We literally were about to start, and then she made her presence known. Yeah. Matt's rocking it right now. She's very calm. This is how we do it. So we'll see how this goes. Speaking of evening podcasting, um, hello. We haven't talked to you guys in quite some time. Hadley is actually almost five weeks old at the time we are recording this, which is nuts. I feel like she was literally born five minutes ago, basically. Um, But, you know... We apologize for the delay in uh, getting to be able to share the story, um, but you know we've just a just been adjusting to newborn life, soaking up all the sweetness, and haven't been very focused on work to be honest, um, because it's just such a tiny sliver of life that's so sacred, you know. Um, but also in reality, we have our daughter Hayden, who is a toddler, and there is just no chance of filming this or sorry recording this during the day so that only leaves nighttime and to be honest we are exhausted by the time she goes to bed yes so um we're here we're a little low on energy but we're doing it (laughs) uh no but for real we are so excited to share this story it is a wild one um and uh if you don't follow me on instagram you have no idea what we're (laughs) about to share really um but it was so different than what we were planning on that's right (laughs) there's your first hint so we're just gonna dive in here and uh share with you the birth story of our sweet hadley girl oh so let's start with just a couple of things to note in week 37 um if you don't follow me on instagram you don't know but she was actually born early. She was born in the, the very end of her thir- of my 37th week of pregnancy, uh, which was very unexpected because Hayden cooked for a very long time. She was almost 42 weeks. So we were not expecting a baby before 40 weeks for sure. Now we thought we had another month. Yeah, like legitimately. So that was kind of a surprise and we'll kind of get into why obviously she came early because this is the birth story podcast. But um, so week 37, It was, you know, just another week of being super pregnant. Really, the only thing to note was at the beginning of the week, I believe it was on Monday, I had so much energy on Monday. I had this big burst of energy. I felt so good. I was just getting all kinds of stuff done. And, um, 
you know, they they say that you can get a big burst of energy before you go into labor. So I was kind of like, hmm, that's interesting. But again, didn't really think a whole lot of it. Then actually that night when I went to bed, um, I had period cramps all through the night, like to the point where I didn't sleep super well. Um, not because they were painful, but I think just because I was kind of like excited and like what like is happening. And actually towards the end of the night, it did turn into I had like a few contractions in a row. And you didn't tell me? Well, not till the next morning. Yeah. Um, so I was just kind of thinking to myself like, wow, is this really it? Like, am I going to have to like call my midwife? Like, is this really happening? Um, but it was about three contractions. I think I fell back asleep around like 6 a.m. I woke up nada so I was like okay that was probably just a little rogue false alarm um and I actually looked back in my pregnancy symptom list for the first pregnancy and it turns out I had the same exact thing happen to me in week 36 which is so crazy Hmm, that is crazy um so yeah I don't know I guess it's just something that my body does to kind of gear up but when I saw that that had happened last time I was like oh okay then (laughs) that's like probably absolutely nothing and then that week we had got a major nesting out of the way. I actually didn't do any of the work, but my friend Amanda came that next day and she organized our whole office, which was like so nice. And I wanted that to happen before the baby was born. I thought I still had plenty of time, <laughs> but I'm glad that we got that done. And then another thing we did was we got out the birth pool. We blew it all up just to test out how, you know, how fast that goes we hooked up the hose to the shower, we got all of that, you know, stuff ready for home birth. And um, so it felt good to get that done. For any new listeners, we were planning on a home birth with the midwife, obviously. Yeah. Did we have a home birth? Uh, what a tease. <laughs> After this commercial break. No. No. We did not. <laughs> we did not. We had the complete opposite of a home birth. We were preparing for a home birth. Yeah. So let's uh, let's get into why we did not have a home birth, starting with... That Thursday, which was 37 weeks, four days, um, out of the blue, we were, it was a totally normal day. I It was felt a big great. snowy day. It was. It was snowing that day. Oh. Um, but I felt great. I actually filmed two YouTube videos back to back that morning in a row um, around like 10 or 11 o'clock. And, you know, it was a normal day. I came downstairs. We were all in the kitchen. I made a big smoothie Mm. and we came and sat in the family room and we were just sitting here hanging out, three of us eating our smoothie. And out of nowhere... All of a sudden, Becca says, can you get the blood pressure machine? Yeah, I said, go get the blood pressure cuff. And Matt was like, why? What's going on? Because all of a sudden, out of the blue, um, I got spots in my vision and it was actually really hard to see. Now... If you know anything about um, pregnancy and blood pressure and all of that, um, well, one, that can be a symptom that your blood pressure is really high. And it can also be a possible warning sign or I guess just sign um, of preeclampsia. So I, I don't remember if I mentioned this, but about a week or two before this happened, I did have like a random day where I had kind of high blood pressure. It wasn't crazy high, but it was like you know, gestational hypertension level. And, you know, I texted my midwife. I can't remember if I shared this or not, but I texted my midwife, Karen, and was just like, hey, I just noticed my, I was feeling off. I, I te- checked my blood pressure and it's a, like, you know, this is where it's at. And she was like, okay, yeah, that's definitely high. I'm not like 
panicking by any means, but she told me to like drink a ton of water, eat a bunch of protein, take some calcium, magnesium and rest. So I did all of those things. And within a few hours, it had completely normalized. And my whole pregnancy, I had normal blood pressure, except for that one event. Um, and then I, you know, didn't have anything other than that. And actually the day before this whole spotty vision thing happened, I saw my midwife. I went and had an appointment with her and she checked my blood pressure as usual, which she does at every appointment. It's always been normal. And it was literally like 120 over 80. It was like perfectly normal. So, uh, this was super out of the blue. So spotty vision, Matt went and got the blood pressure cuff. I checked my blood pressure and it was like sky high. I don't even remember the number off the top of my head. It might have been like 180s. I don't think it was quite there, but 160s or like 170 over I can't remember but it was really like scary high so right when I told my midwife she was like okay we're not gonna mess around with that I would like for you to go to the hospital ASAP um, because I just want you to get checked out and make sure everything that is okay and you know we just we need you to get to the hospital and I was like okay if you say so um, I'm feeling really off I was even if she said I, you know, I don't think you need to go. I, I would, I was like, I'm, I'm going to go. Like I'm, I'm a little scared. So it was kind of a whirlwind. I immediately called my mom and was like, we need to go into the hospital. I like immediately started crying on the phone. I was like, what is happening? And so she is the best. She dropped everything and came over because obviously we needed someone to watch Hayden. And then we were kind of for the next hour, just like frantically running around, like packing a bag. Taking out Rosie. (laughs) taking out Rosie. Um, I had in the back of my mind, you know, there's a chance that they're going to keep us, you know, for monitoring overnight, or there's a chance, you know, there's a slight chance in my mind that this could end in like an induction. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to throw together a hospital bag, but I doubt I'm going to need it. That was like where my, where my head was at. I thought we were going to be there for 10 minutes. I didn't really pack anything. I don't think. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if you packed, you might have packed like a pair of clothes to change into. Yeah. Maybe that was it. Um, so yeah, it was a major whirlwind and, um, we were able to get out of the house fairly quickly. Um, and before we left, um, it was just, like I said, it was kind of a whirlwind and I think Hayden could like sense that we were stressed out. So she was kind of, um, getting a little, like she didn't want us to leave. She was just, I don't know. She was just, she was a little off herself. And so we, she was like distracted by my mom and we kind of just like ducked out and we didn't like really say goodbye to her. We just kind of like snuck out of the house. I did. Oh, you did? Like 10 minutes before we left. Okay. Well, I didn't. Um, I did not like give her a proper goodbye. So I can, that will come up later. But anyway, so we get in the car, right? We did. We did trek through the snow. The roads are actually pretty terrible. We got like, ten, yeah. it was like eight or 10 inches that day. Yeah. It was a... Uh, it was not a day to be out in the snow. And our driveway wasn't plowed yet, I right, don't think. Right, It was not. We had to walk down our driveway to get to the car through the snow. Yeah, we actually ended up taking my mom's car. It was a whole <laughs> mishmash. Uh, it was kind of a mess. But anyway. But so I we, did prepare by putting the car seat in the car just in case. You so did. That yes, that was smart. Which I didn't even ask you about that until like days later. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um, anyway, well, not days. I guess the next day. But so we go to the R. Um are the hospital that's close to us that we go to we go to like we go to the hospital all the time but um anyway the hospital that we chose to go to did um or they have a like women's only like ob er 
which is or triage or I don't know whatever which is like really 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 nice they have their whole separate emergency room uh, which is where we showed up I guess or we went to triage I don't know I don't know anything about triage. hospitals yeah so oh no because we tried to go to the ER first and they were like no 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 you're in the wrong spot right I ended up going to the ER later because I ended up getting DVT but that's a whole nother can of worms postpartum which is another reason why we're so delayed in this getting you this podcast because my recovery has been a little rough but I'm great now. Anyway, so we went to triage. That's where we went. And we checked in and they were like, okay, bring us back. There was like nobody there. We got in right away. It was like super chill. We go back. They check my blood pressure. They hook me up to the cuff. It's normal. So I remember the doctor even came in and was like, do you know if your cuff is working properly? Like your blood pressure is totally normal. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I got it from Walgreens. Like, I don't really know what to tell you. I don't think it's like a super nice cuff, but anyway, so they were like, well, we're just going to do some blood tests and we're going to, you know, check your urine, see if there's protein in it and, you know, just kind of hang tight. So they checked my urine. No, there was no protein in my urine, um, which is a sign of, of preeclampsia. That means your kidneys aren't working, you know, the way that they should be. It's letting bigger molecules like protein slip through. That's not good. Um, nothing was wrong with my urine, but they did do a blood test. And so we're waiting and waiting, waiting. They come back with the blood test and we were sitting there thinking we're going home. Right. I remember at one point I was even like writing a grocery list. Yep. Um, cause I wanted to stop on the way home to buy like a bunch of like high protein foods. Cause that's my midwife was like, you really need to be making sure you're getting adequate protein with this blood pressure situation. Um, so I was making a grocery list. We were talking about when we were going home, you know. So eventually the doctor comes back in and she informs me that my blood tests were totally normal, um, except for one value, um, which was my creatinine, which is a kidney. Um, it's a way to test the, how your kidneys are functioning. B1 was normal. Creatinine was not. It was high. Um, and it was like decently high. I don't remember the number like 1.2 or 1.4 something like that yeah yeah uh, yeah and anyway. like 0.6 is normal maybe or 0.8 like point yeah 0.8 or 0.6 something like that um so with that compared or coupled with my blurry spotty vision which by that point had completely resolved by the week, by the time we got to the hospital it was completely resolved but i did have it for about an hour and i did have a slight headache um when we were there, I was like, it developed like on the way and I had it while we were in the hospital, but I didn't have the blurry vision anymore. So they come in and again, I'm thinking we're going home because my blood pressure normalized. Blood work is pretty much fine. Urine was fine. And so they're like, okay, so because of your, you know, your headache and you had this body vision and you've got this one kidney level that's elevated, um, we, don't recommend you leaving without having this baby, and we recommend you having an induction. Boom. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> we were both like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> um, so, of course, I immediately go into the mode of like, let's talk about this. Like, what are my options? I'm going to call my midwife. Like, I am not jumping to the induction conclusion without like really thinking about this because I felt that this was like, I mean, I was concerned. I had this spotty vision, you know, these really high blood pressures. I was not like, this is no big deal by any means, but I was also not like induce me immediately. Like I'm terrified. So, um, so I called my midwife, I talked to her and she was like, maybe they could do like a 24 hour, um, like monitoring, see where you're at. 
retest your creatinine levels in like another day and see if they normalize because you know you never know it could be a fluke and um so then the doctor came in again and they were talking to me talking to us more and they were basically like you know we are diagnosing you with preeclampsia and typically when we see this we don't even want babies to go past 34 weeks and I was like what are you talking about like this is all so crazy I haven't even had bad blood pressure (laughs) until right now so it was just all, it was a lot of information and, um, I feel like we were just kind of in shock with, with yeah, that. We were like, get out of here. We got to talk. Yeah. So I, you know, like I said, we called the midwife, we called my mom, um, and you know, just talking to Karen, my midwife, who's the best. She was just kind of like, you know what, Becca, I know this isn't what you wanted, but most important thing is that baby is healthy and that you are healthy. And, you know, I don't think that this is something that we should mess around with. If, if they are really strongly recommending induction, um, you know, I know it's not what you want, but I think it's what you have to do. And I, and I knew that in my heart that that was like where we were headed, but I think I just needed her to say it. And she said it and I was like, okay, cool. So I was like, okay, we're doing this induction. Um, you know, immediately I'm thinking like I've, I remember watching YouTube videos of moms who had inductions that went natural meaning like no epidural and you just got to be able to do all these positions and like you know I was like I, I got this like I can handle Pitocin contractions like I won't have a tub but I'll be able to be you know moving around the room and immediately my mind starts spinning in this in this way because having a uh, I guess pain med free birth inductions obviously not drug free because they use drugs um but it's it's still a, it was still a priority to me, um, and that was kind of just immediately where my mind went. So the doctor comes back in. I'm I'm like feeling okay with this plan. I'm not like bawling my eyes out or anything. But the doctors come back in, and they are like, okay, so here's what's gonna happen. So we're gonna go upstairs, and we're gonna immediately get you started on something called magnesium, um, magnesium folate, sulfate. I think it was sulfate. Yeah. Yeah. And so then they drop the bomb on me that, okay, so this is going to make you probably feel really sick. You're going to feel like you have the flu. You might be nauseous and throwing up. Um, And because it is a relaxant, um, you'll be a fall risk. So you're going to be bed bound. And that was when I I just started bawling like in Mm. front of the doctor because I, you know, I had immediately wrapped my mind around, okay, I'm going to get induced. And then I'm thinking like, okay, but all the things that I've read and researched before, Um, about, you know, trying to go natural in a hospital, you know, you just want to be mobile. You want to ask to maybe not be on continuous, like fetal monitoring. You want to have a, like a saline lock in your hand so you can move around, um, or hep lock or whatever it's called, all these things. And that just immediately went out the window. And just the idea of being bed bound, because with my, uh, birth with Hayden, I couldn't even sit or lie down something about the way she was positioned. I don't know it was just unbearable, the contractions in comparison to being on my feet. So I'm thinking like, I'm just going to be laying there in agony and I guess I'm just going to get an epidural and you know, whatever. So I was super bummed by that news. And I was even like, do I have to get the magnesium? Like, can I opt out? And they were like, basically like, uh, no, because it's going to keep you from having seizures or potentially a stroke, which are obviously two scary things. Yep. So, um, took me a minute to like wrap my mind around that and finally like agree to go upstairs. I was like crying on and off in triage. 
because it was just a lot it was it was just really emotional um, it was just a lot at once like we all of a sudden we thought we were going home and then no we weren't going home and then you can't get out of bed and it just kept the just, news just kept coming the bad news just kept coming right and it was just so much to take in. It was such a complete 180 to what we had been planning and prepping for for like almost nine months at this point. So mentally, it was just like, what the heck is going on? Like, how are we, how did we get here? What is happening? Um, yeah, it was just a lot. So finally, I agree. We agreed to, okay, we're doing this. We're getting induction. We're going upstairs. So they... You got one last meal in. Oh, yeah. They let me eat. Oh, I ran to the cafeteria. Got you. I got like two things of lasagna thinking I would split it with you, but you smoked it all, <laughs> did which I is good. All? I'm glad you did. Yeah. I don't, it was two? Like two squares, yeah. <laughs> wow. I didn't, yeah. I'm I glad didn't you did. That. You needed it. I do remember one point you were you kind of realized like, oh, oh, wow, I think she might eat this whole thing. Like yeah. I was planning on eating some of that. I ended up getting Chick-fil-A at like midnight. <laughs> but yeah, our nurse was really awesome in triage and she was like listen i don't think you're supposed to eat but like i'm gonna try and get you permission to eat and uh and then she, she like snuck back in and was like all right matt come on go to the cafeteria hurry up get her some food and yeah. i was like thank you because i had barely eaten i didn't eat lunch but knowing that i might have to stay for a while i tried to eat on the way there i like threw a bowl of like i don't even know some kind of leftovers together but i was just like nervous and anxious i could like barely pick at it so i hadn't really eaten much anyway so i was happy about that and the lasagna was actually delicious mm, from the good. hospital cafeteria anyway <laughs> so transport comes we go upstairs we get settled we're in like a labor and delivery room which i've never been in before um except for i guess my sister but for myself at least and we were getting settled in there we met our nurse um and i remember the doctor who was on the ob who was on call who came in she was the sweetest like she had this like high-pitched voice and she was just so nice and she came in and was kind of talking to me and of course I have like a I have a mask on because of COVID so all you can really see is like my eyes and I just remember she was like oh um, you're crying like what's wrong and uh I like started bawling all over again it was just like this was not what we planned I was planning on having a home birth like it's just a lot to take in and she she was really sweet um but at this point I was still like very very emotional like when we got up to that room and I was just, I just like couldn't, couldn't really keep it together. I was just having a really hard time, like coming to grips with what was happening. Um, but everyone was so nice. Our nurse was like, she was just like this like young, real cool girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was like, I could feel like I could have easily been friends with her. Oh, wow. Um, she was just really nice. I don't know. And um, everyone was just very nice. And pretty much everybody who came in the room was like, I know that this wasn't what you planned. And it was that was just nice because you know i don't know i feel like people who want to have home births could easily be like looked down upon like i don't know so everybody was just like very very welcoming and very nice and um you know in this situation when you're planning on having a home birth i know that some people will like meet with a doctor and pick a pick an ob um, as their backup, like in the event that they have a hospital transfer. Um, but I just, you know, the chances of a hospital transfer are like so low, um, at least during birth. I never considered that I would have some kind of complications that would, you know, require my getting induced. That never even crossed my mind because my first pregnancy was so healthy. Um, 
But anyway, so I, I did not go to that length and I had no OB. So basically you're just kind of like an orphan when you show up at the hospital. You don't have a, a doctor or a group of doctors that you belong to. So it's just kind of like whoever's on call, that's who you get. Um, but we ended up lucking out because all of all of the providers we came in contact with there were wonderful. Anyway, so crying on and off. Um, so they came in and they kind of told us the plan, which as far as how the induction would start, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, but before we started, um, on the magnesium and all of that, which would, you know, cause me to have to be in bed, I was like, all right, I'm going to get up. I'm going to, um, wash my face and, you know, get my makeup off. Cause it's going to be like a long stay here anyway. So I got up and I washed my face and just when I was in the bathroom, that was when I just like, like broke down. Like I was just sobbing, bawling, just like finally like letting all the emotions. I'm like going to get emotional talking about it now. <laughs> but <laughs> it's okay. Just no, I know. But just letting it like just letting it all out because it was it's clearly apparently still is very emotional. And I was emotional for a few different reasons. It, you know, this all happened so fast. This was not at all what we were planning for. Um, it wasn't what I wanted. Um, I was, you know, a little bit fearful for for the baby and myself, you know, with this preeclampsia. Um, but I think the biggest thing, the biggest thing that was killing me was that I didn't say goodbye to Hayden. Because, uh, you know, if I knew that I was going in the hospital to have our second baby, I would have like squeezed her so tight and I would have just had, you know, that moment of me really just like accepting and, and just realizing like, this is the last time that I'm just going to have my one baby before we go have this other one. And I, and I didn't get to do that. I didn't, I didn't have that moment of just really recognizing that. Um, and not that she knows, you know, or understands, but I know. And I was just, I was so sad that I, that I didn't do that. And I just, that was what was like really, like I was really hung up on that. And then crazy hormonal pregnancy lady. I was then sad, sad that I was sad because <laughs> I didn't want, you know, Hadley's birth to be a sad thing. You know, I wanted it to be joyful and exciting because it is, you know, it's one of the best moments of your life welcoming a new baby into the world. And, and I was just like, I don't want this to be a sad time. Like I want, I want to be happy, but I just couldn't get happy. But just, you know, letting that all out in the bathroom and just like, I just, I had to let all the emotions go. And I did. Um, and I just, I got it all out. <sighs> and then I was like, okay, I like was able to get my game face on. I was like ready to go into, to go into labor and to, go through, you know, this whole experience. Um, and I was finally like, I was, I was at a place where I was ready. So, um, so it was time, it was time to start getting induced. So the very first thing that we did to get that process rolling. Well, first, it, um, I think we got there around like one or two o'clock at the triage. Yeah. In the afternoon. And at 7 PM when we were upstairs in labor and delivery, we got measured down there, down air. <laughs> you were two and a half centimeters dilated. This was, you know, before any intervention or anything. Which I was really happy to hear that because with Hayden, uh, it was also my first, so it's different. But my cervix was completely shut until like 41 weeks. 
or right. more. <laughs> so I was kind of expecting like, oh, I'm only my 37th week. We might be at like a zero, zero progress. But that clearly wasn't the case. So that was good. Yep. And then at 730, they inserted the Foley bulb. Yeah. So that was the first thing that they started with. So that's kind of like a drug-free um, option uh, to get things going. Um, although I guess it wasn't drug-free because they also did Cytotech in addition. That started at 9 right? o'clock. Yeah. yeah. So Foley bulb is basically like this. They like insert this thing up into your cervix and then they like blow it up and it's like a little balloon that sits on your cervix and then they kind of like tape it to your leg so it's taut. So basically you have this little balloon that's pressing on your cervix from the inside. So it kind of acts as like the baby's head. So it like triggers your body to start, um, you know, ripening, softening, opening, all that. Um, and they also put Cytotec up there as well, which is a very common drug used in inductions to, um, I believe it's to soften the cervix. Yeah. So those two things in combination can kind of get things rolling. And they said it would pop out around um, like four centimeters. So how long, how long do I have that in? Oh, yes. Well, just continue on my notes here. Oh, Matt has a whole list of thorough notes. So he's well, the... at nine o'clock, they started the magnesium sulfate and the cytotech. Oh, yeah. That okay. was at nine. And then at 1230 AM. So now February 19th, the, the Foley bowl came out. So it was in there, what, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, what, five hours? Yeah. So I remember them saying that um, with inductions, it's typical to have two rounds of Cytotech. And I think they'd leave it in for like three hours or something before they would do another dose. But you only needed one. Yeah. And then they said even after you have like your three hours, there's like another couple hours or something before you need to start Pitocin. So I was really hoping we, we thought, weren't going to do a second round of Cytotech. Yeah, we thought we weren't going to start Pitocin until 5 a.m. And we actually started it at 1 a.m. Yeah. Um, so that was really lucky. So when she, like, you know, came back in the Foley bulb, she, like, kind of tugged on it and it popped out. And you were measured at four and a half centimeters. And at that point. And 60 effaced. 60%. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's like the thinning out. So you want to be, uh, by the end, you're like a hundred percent thinned out. Your cervix is like paper thin. So, um, so I was really excited that we only needed the one round cause that obviously expedited things by a few hours. Um, and I was also really excited to get the Foley bulb out. It was, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't terrible, but, um, it was just, it was just uncomfortable cause it's just, you know, constantly pulling down and, uh, or pushing, I guess on your cervix. And it was just, it wasn't my favorite thing. And you can't really like move around. You couldn't like sit upright because you're like kind of sitting on this like tube that's shoved up there. Um, so that was kind of uncomfortable. And then she, you know, she kind of came in and she, all of a sudden she just like pulled on it and I was like, whoa. And it like popped right out, which it was kind of weird feeling that come out, but it came out. Um, so anyway, so then we started. Yeah. So 1am they gave you two units of Pitocin, whatever it is their unit is i'm not sure but they said they would increase it by two units every hour up in up to 20 units total yeah it might have been every half hour i feel like they came in more often okay but i guess i was the one on magnesium <laughs> you yeah. probably are, are so that was 1 a.m i don't have any notes between 1 and 5 30 because i think i slept i, I was in and out of sleep I yeah think you were maybe in and out of sleep with some like i think i slept for like 10 minutes but i was uh, resting never mind. Okay. um but, okay, so I want to say, because at this point I'm on the magnesium, so um, they told me, you know, that 
I'm probably going to feel really flu-like, have body aches, um, and I might be really nauseous. I might be vomiting, which just sounded so awful <laughs> to me to be in labor and also feel like you're having the flu and throwing up. Like, I don't think it could get any worse, honestly. But I will say, um, thank you, Jesus. I did not have that experience with this magnesium stuff. Um, and I'm so glad that I didn't know anything about it going into this because if I, I think if I had heard more horror stories, I think I would have been so much more like psyched out about this. Um, but for me, I definitely felt a little like of the body aches, like a little bit. Um, but it honestly just made me feel really relaxed, which was a very welcome (laughs) feeling because, you know, I didn't want to be in the hospital and here I am in the hospital. I'm getting induced. It, everything was happening so fast. It was very emotional. Um, it was a lot to take in. So I appreciated, you know, this stuff making me feel a little relaxed, a little sleepy. Um, but they also said that I might feel like really loopy and out of it. I did not, which again, small mercies. I'm so grateful for that because I just, I don't want to be, I wanted to be fully present for this experience. Um, that's, you know, one of the biggest reasons why I like having drug-free births because I, I want to experience it all. So I was really grateful that I wasn't, ha- didn't have any kind of cognitive anything, like no loopiness. I just felt relaxed. Um, and I felt a little bit of body aches, but it wasn't terrible. And I didn't feel any, I did not get any nausea whatsoever, which praise, <laughs> praise the Lord for that, honestly, because I had enough nausea during my pregnancy. I just didn't want to experience that anymore. Um, okay. So we started Pitocin. It started super low. I didn't really even have contractions until, uh, I mean, I think I was having some, but they were so light. Right, you were fine with them, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I just remember thinking like, okay, this is so easy. Like, when is this going to pick up? Like, this can't can't be it. Yeah. And um, and if you've ever, uh, you know, what you hear about inductions with Pitocin is that the contra- the contractions are stronger um, than the contractions that your body would naturally produce, and they can be more painful, which we will get to that. Um, <laughs> but so I was just kind of like, okay, like when is this gonna get hard? This is like super easy, um, and like no big deal at all. So then eventually they came in, yep. checked well, me at five thirty. They checked you, and you were five centimeters dilated. 70% effaced and she actually broke your water. Okay. Yeah. She was like in there and she was like, do you want to break your water? Yeah, she did. She did ask me. She didn't like just go ahead and do it, which right. would have been not very uh, respectful, but <laughs> she was great. Um, So she, yeah. So she checked me and I, I remember her being like, oh my God, your bag of waters is just like bulging. And she kind of looked at me in the eyes and was like, can I break it? And so the reason you might not want your water broken is because once the water's broken, the the your your bag of water kind of creates like a cushion for between like your baby's head and um, your cervix. So when you break your water, that cushion is gone, and it's literally just like baby skull on cervix. So it intensifies things, um, and your contractions get they can they'll just pick up in general because of that baby's head right there on your cervix but also because there is no cushion your contractions can feel more um intense more uncomfortable um so I kind of looked at her and I was like I and I already knew the answer but I was like 
is it going to speed things along? And she was like, yep. And I was like, okay, do it. And I just, you know, I didn't really, I, I just, I didn't really know. I was like, I know that this is going to make things more difficult in the long run, but also I just want to get this baby out and be done with this induction. And I don't want it to be a long drawn out thing because then that could lead to possibly C-section and whatever. I was just like, let's get this show on the road. And like I said, at this point, contractions were like nothing. I didn't really, I mean, but after she broke my water, they did pick up. Um, but at this point they were so manageable and easy. Um, so she broke my water. Uh, that was like an interesting feeling, I guess. It, I didn't really feel like every once in a while I'd feel like I felt a gush when she first did it. And then every once in a while I would feel like a little bit come out. Um, but my, with Hayden, so I never experienced contractions with my water broke, broken because with Hayden, um, my water broke probably about 10 minutes before she was born, um, when I was pushing and pushing contractions are totally different than like labor contractions. Um, so I'd never experienced labor contraction with the water broken. They were a little bit more intense and they started to pick up, which I honestly welcomed because I was like, Hey, let's, this is just so easy. I know I'm not getting anywhere. Like let's, let's, let's do this thing. Yes. I think after that started, I was clearly wide awake by your side. You didn't want me touching you at all. Which, <laughs> which is kind of not that it care, matters if I'm comfortable or not, but <laughs> I just kind of got you. to hang out and yeah. be next to you. Not have your hand squeezed to death. Yeah, right. I mean, regardless, I was g- going to do it. But, yeah. Um, but anyway, so I, I was starting time contractions. And at 6.45, I had noted that you said you felt pressure during your contraction. And... Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, contractions for a bit had been about 50 seconds long, and they'd been anywhere from two to three and a half minutes apart. So wide range, but definitely getting shorter. Okay. Um, okay, so during this time, so she, she broke my water around five, you said? It's 5.30. Th- five okay, 5.30. I would say by six, things had picked up to the point where um, I was just really getting in the zone with oh, the yeah, contractions. I wasn't really talking anymore. I was just breathing through them, but I was just, I was just laying in bed. And again, another small mercy. Thank you, Jesus, that I was able to comfortably lay down. Like I was just in bed and I was fine with it. Like I I had no desire to change positions. Really. I had no desire to get up and move around. I had no desire to be on my feet. I was totally comfortable laying down. Thank God. That was your biggest worry. That was my biggest worry. Um, so I was just chilling breathing through contractions. I think I was even maybe listening to some hypno babies at this point. I can't really remember. Um, but I was just like riding the waves, totally calm. And then at 7 a.m., I've noted that there was a shift change, which is it's kind of a crazy time to have shift change because obviously things were really intensifying. Yeah, I remember when our new nurse came in um, and was talking to our current nurse and she was kind of briefing her on me. Um, at that point, I, and I remember being kind of like annoyed that they were talking because at that point I was like moaning. I right. was starting to moan. You don't want any like. I didn't want yeah, any distractions. No noise. So you're you're in the zone. Yeah, I just remember they were like, t- like standing at my bed, like okay, so here's what's happening, and I was just like, <laughs> like shut up. I would have told him to get out of the room, but I was just so focused on helping you. Oh well, yeah, and also like it is what it is. I got to do their job. True. <laughs> um. And then our nurse, who was the literally the biggest sweetheart, and we ended up loving her so much. But she was just like typing, mm-hmm. like 
at the beginning of her shift she was just like typing for like 20 minutes right in like in the room like pretty much right next to me I it was probably like, like five minutes it felt like 20 minutes i felt like forever i just remember being like oh my god can you please type somewhere else <laughs> i'm just really trying to focus here <laughs> right but she stopped typing because you, you were getting it was getting really intense like she, yeah she was typing and this is 7 30 i wonder when i reached like the max pitocin i don't I don't you, know. It was like 12, 12 or 14. At this point? Because I think it, they eventually, the plan was to go up to 20. Did I even get there? No, I said you got, you got to like 12 or 14 times. Oh, that was it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. Um, My body was ready to get this baby out. She yeah. was ready to come out, a little firecracker. So yeah, our nurse was right next to the bed, just kind of like, or actually, as I noticed her tracking the contractions, like oh, with her on finger. The, on the monitor? On the monitor, like trying to time it because obviously they have that timed right there but at 7 30 you said it was feeling like transition it's like you wanted them to check you and this is 7 30 so two hours since you were five centimeters dilated and she checked you and she said looks like you're still five centimeters dilated so you were like oh and we were both disappointed i was really disappointed now let me tell you i have been through transition before and in a minute, you'll kind of see why I still feel like I was... I don't really know what was happening with my body. Maybe it was the start of transition. Yeah. Typically, transition doesn't start until like seven centimeters. It's like seven to 10. Now, for like 20 minutes, probably before I even said out loud, I feel like I'm in transition. Um, my contractions were, were very intense, okay. but I was still able to breathe through them. However... I was starting to, like, during the contractions, I was starting to get in my head, like, panicky. Like, I don't know how much longer I can do this. This is getting really hard. I I don't know how, like, and that is, like, a hallmark sign of um, when you're in transition. That's when you, like, start to, you get these thoughts in your head of, like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. I don't know how much longer I can go on. And that's when you know, like, okay, I'm really close. I was also feeling a little bit nauseous during contractions. And... In my head, I was like, okay, this is transition. Like, I was like, I know I'm in transition. And I didn't say anything for like 20, 25 minutes. Because I was like, I just need to ride this out for probably 20 minutes. And also, I'm going to be pushing. So then like 20, 25 minutes later, I'm still kind of in the same mode. And I was like, all right, what the heck? Transition, like, I feel like transition should be over by now. So that's when I said to the nurse, I was like, "I I think I'm in transition. She was like, oh, great. That's great news. Okay, like, let me check you. And then she was like, oh, still at a five. Right. And we were like, what the heck? So at that point. So at that point, you requested an epidural. Yeah. Because things were getting really intense. Um, and this is where I feel like the Pitocin contractions difficulty came into play. So I'll, d- I'll, I'll explain what I mean. So at the tail end of this, like me thinking I'm in transition, you know, the contractions were intense. I was starting to feel panicky. There was a shift in what I was feeling during the contractions. So contractions normally, at least from what, how I feel them, it's like all in like the front of your lower abdomen. It's just like this intense, like pulling feeling on your cervix. And it gets like, you know, it like rises and then it falls. And so that's what it feels like. Um, and to me, like, I could handle that just fine. They were very intense, but like, again, I could still breathe through them. I could remain calm and I was fine. But then right around this time, 730-ish, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I started to feel during the contractions, um, like lower back pain and it was really tough. Like it felt like my back was like breaking apart. Like that's what it felt like. And I've heard women describe like, oh my God, contractions felt like I was being ripped in half or like I felt like my bones were breaking. And that was never my experience with Hayden, like at all. Like I never, ever felt like, I never even thought I can't do this to myself during hers. Like the contractions were super intense, but I was always like able to remain calm. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even describe her contractions as painful. I described them as intense. Like I didn't actually feel pain with Hayden. This was painful. Like this felt like agony. This felt like I was being assaulted from the inside. It, it just, it turned a corner and it turned a corner real hard. And so, you know, I'm starting to have these like really painful contractions that I was starting to actually like visibly like freak out during them. Like I wasn't able to stay still. I was kind of like, oh my God, I don't know if I can handle this. Like, and you were like, calm down. It's okay. It's okay. Like I was just, I was starting to lose it. I was losing my grip on being able to stay calm. So that coupled with oh, you're only five centimeters. I'm thinking how much longer am I going to have to deal with this? Like this is, this is no longer intensity. I got this. This is like, I'm in agony. Like I'm tapping out. So I'm like, I want the epidural. And Matt was like, (laughs) are you sure? I was like, yep. Yes, I am. (laughs) I want it. I didn't question you. Uh, Well, I think. Well, no, you, you said you were like, do I want it? Oh, really? Is that what I said? And I was like, she wants it to the nurses. (laughs) like if you're debating it just do it just do it yeah so it's not gonna be like let's have a conversation like will you regret this like just yeah no there was like no time for that it was just like it's done yeah so it took a while to get the order in because they were concerned because they needed to do something before doing it yeah so she told us afterwards after hadley was born um she was like so you hadn't had labs drawn in like i don't know i think it was like eight hours at that point which I had already been stuck like four times. They already drew blood like four times since I came in the doors. And then I guess I didn't have any blood drawn for like eight hours. So she was like, typically they want to see labs on you within like four hours. I don't remember what the number was, but within less than eight hours before they do an epidural. And so she was like seeing that I was just, that would have like crushed my spirit. (laughs) And so she was like, can we just like hydrate her or something? So she was like, I just need to give you more fluid. Um, I just needed to give you more fluid and he was like comfortable doing it. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand how this stuff works. So so it was a long 15 minutes. He came in the room at 745. And I just have noted that <laughs> Beck, <laughs> Becca is saying baby is coming. This yeah. Is, you're sitting on the edge of the bed. and Oh, I, wait. So we're not. Well, I have no- noted here that. Oh, no, this isn't. You're on the edge of the bed. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah, but you are so saying baby's coming. Baby's coming. This is when he gets to the room. And I have noted here, I think you don't, you don't remember this, but I have noted that she, because you were saying that, she checked you again. So this is 15 minutes later, and she said you were now six or seven centimeters dilated. So at this point, the nurse was like, are you sure you want the epidural? Because this might move really fast. And I was just like, I do not care. Like, sign me up. I want to be numb. This is too much. Um, like, and I remember you asking me afterwards, like if you knew how much longer time wise you had to go, like, would you have 
still or maybe that wasn't your question but I, I remember in my head being like if she tells me I'm a nine I'll hang in there but literally I have to be a nine anything or less than yeah. that like epidural please because the con- the contractions were just ooh, it was just a whole nother whole nother ball game so but I will say I feel like even well before this like when I was in the tr- starting and like in the transition I was feeling pushy during I was feeling pr- downward pressure during contractions and I remember saying like oh I'm feeling pushy yeah at 645 you said it felt like pressure okay yeah so that was an so hour I had, before the anesthesia got in there so that was like an hour of like feeling like not pushing contractions like not like babies coming out but feeling her pushing like uh, like moving down essentially I guess through the birth canal yep and then so it took some time he he like had all his like he had like his little toolbox he, like, <laughs> I, set up. Like, I remember when the nurse came in it's like unbelievable when she came in with him um and i heard her come in and she was like all right like i'm, I'm back and i was like did you bring anyone with you i remember asking that and she was like yep the anesthesiologist is here and i was just like thank god see it took some time for him to get set up and then start putting the stuff in your back or whatever so i've noted here at 755 so this is 10 minutes after he got in the room that he was finishing putting the needle in your back and this is you're sitting up on the edge of the bed and you're saying it feels like the baby's head is crowning and <laughs> i have noted she screams and, and doctors come in anesthesiologist leaves without starting the epidural he's like uh i'm gonna get out of here and uh the nurse checks I have noted that the nurse checks you as the doctors are coming in. I don't had, even remember her checking me at they that had point. Because they set up. There's like four people coming in uh, and says you're now fully dilated. And I have noted here, <laughs> doctors setting up and tell Becca not to push, LOL. That's what I've written. <laughs> like you were like ready to roll. So that was 7.55. And then, it, I don't know if you just want me to finish. Well, but, so, okay. So let me now share my side of this. Those are the facts. Oh, yeah. So... First off, if you're ever worried about getting an epidural, I mean, maybe if you're like early on and your contractions aren't really bad, then maybe it's painful. But let me tell you, there's, I didn't, I don't even remember feeling anything go in my back. Like maybe it hurt, maybe it didn't. But when you have contractions of that level of intensity and you have to hunch over and you can't move and they tell you, they're like, you can't move. Seriously, you could like jack up your spine if you move. Like that's terrifying. (laughs) But I just remember saying to the nurse, I was like bending over and I was in between contractions and I was like literally like legitimately scared. I was like, what happens if I get a contraction and, and I'm in, I have to st- stay still? She goes, well, then you're just going to stay still. And I just remember being like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> and uh, I did have probably at least two contractions hunched over like that. And I just, was just kind of like. Oh, she was extremely confident in her words. I remember, I don't have this in my notes, but when I s- <laughs> had in my notes that you felt like the baby was coming and stuff like you like you like it's like you almost couldn't control your body during the contraction she was you were like looking at me like i was like right in front of you you're like help help and I was just oh like, yeah i was screaming help i just felt like helpless like, like help me just breathe and, help but me. she came in with like some breathing techniques and like helped like it seems like calm me down right away like, yeah it was literally the classic <laughs> yeah that like you see in like movies that like all of our moms did when they were in labor but and she's funny because she she'd been she's been a nurse L and D nurse for like 30 years or something. Right. And she was like, 
I might be an old dog, but <laughs> like I know I, I know what I'm doing, something like that. Uh, that was helpful. She came in like very confident and calm and collected. It was yeah, she, and she, I remember I just remember her saying she was like, just you know, let the contraction build until you can't take it anymore, and when you can't take it, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I did, and it did help. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I'm sitting on the edge of the bed. I know he's back there. I know he's like doing his whatever, uh, putting the needle in, and. This child, you guys, she's been so far a very sweet, chill baby, but like this, she's definitely going to be a firecracker because A, wanted to have a home birth and she was like, nah, not doing that. Let's do the exact opposite. Mm. <laughs> Let's go to the hospital and get every intervention under the sun except for, I mean, I technically did get an epidural place, but I did not get the epidural drugs, which whatever that is. Um, and then, so then I'm like, screw it. I want the epidural. And she's like, nah, we're not going to do that either. Yes, (laughs) I'm coming. (laughs) So I'm literally, I'm sitting on the edge of the bed, you guys. And like, if you've had a baby and you've had no drugs to numb it, you know, like when the baby's head is coming out, like the baby's head is coming out. Like there's nothing that you can do to stop it. And I'm sitting there and I just remember like all of a sudden a contraction came on and I, I just feel her head. And I remember thinking to myself, and I don't know if I yelled this or not, but I was just like, I am sitting on her head. Like, I yeah, have to get on my back. I'm that, sitting yeah. on her head. And I was, was like, like the I'm baby- sitting on her head. I'm <laughs> sick on her head. <laughs> I was like, the baby's coming out. <laughs> and everyone was just kind of like, what? Like, you're literally getting your epidural. Like, calm down. And I was like, no, I have to lay down. Like, I'm sitting on her head. <laughs> and I just remember there was someone there who was like, like you, you have to stay still. Like, don't push. And I just remember being like, ah! like like legitimate scream like i, I just let her scream out well, i said she screams and doctors come in because <laughs> i just didn't know what to do nobody was like helping me i was like I'm, I'm on her head like i have to lay down i have to be on my back i think at that point they were like outside of the room like knowing you were close and they were like talking yeah because they came in right away but then when you screamed they came <laughs> <laughs> they just came rushing in, in. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a bunch of people i feel like there was two two OBs yeah but there's four people yeah and there was like a nurse there was someone training too somebody training yeah there was just, there was a lot going on um but so they all come rushing in and they let me lay on my back yes so it was like okay and like Matt said the anesthesiologist was like Whoa. <laughs> he yeah, just he, got he the got hell out he pieced, of there he pieced out. Um, <laughs> so at that point I was like in between contractions so I was like calm laying there breathing and then yeah, another I, contraction. Oh, I remember asking. I was like, should I be pushing? Yes. it's. I have here at 7.59. They said you could start to push slowly. Yeah. And I was like, should I be pushing? And they were like, if you want. And I was, and then in my head, I was like, why did I even ask that? Like, I don't feel the urge to push. I'm, I'm not like, I know my body, my body knows what to do. I think I was just so like, what the heck? And I remember asking. I was like, <laughs> I was like, did I get the epidural or did I not get the epidural? Like, am I going to be feeling this fully? Like what is happening? Like somebody tell me what's going right, on. Right. And they were like, Oh, I, I don't remember who it was. Maybe it was our nurse or the doctor, but she was just like, Oh no, honey, the baby's coming out. There's no time for that. Like you're just, you're doing this. And I was like, okay, got it. Like, it's all I needed to know. I just needed to know what the hell I'm in for right now. <laughs> so, um, because I was in between contractions, I couldn't feel anything. Like, cause that's just, it, birth is wild. Like when you're in between, you literally feel like basically nothing. You're fine. So then. Yeah, I have it. At 8.01, she came out. <laughs> she came out. So that was so, six, about within six minutes of the doctors coming in. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like it was even less than that. Like yeah, in my maybe, yeah. in in my mind. Anyway. Well, they set up for a while and they wouldn't. They were like asking you to like to hold. Which you can't do. Cause right. I I feel like there was only because even if we do we did Matt did film when she came out, and I feel I like, wasn't gonna film, but you like didn't want me to hold your hand or I don't know what. So I was like, I'm just gonna yeah. Grab I didn't the want camera. you to like touch me. Like, at we all. didn't even talk about doing that. I just yeah. You just did it, yeah. which I'm really glad because we didn't get Hayden's on film, and I regret that big time. Um. Anyway, but from I had I had a con- I know I had a contraction. Um. When I was sitting on her head, <laughs> I was sitting on the edge of the bed, and I laid on my back, and I and the next contraction I had, she came out. She came out in like literally one push. Yeah. Um, I wasn't even pushing; her head just came out. And oh, I remember that. And then they were just like, "Just push a little bit more." They were like, "Yeah, push a little bit more." You know, the shoulders. And so she literally like whoop, she came right out. Hayden was the same way. She came out like all in the same contraction. Um, and I just remember being like, "Is the head out?" <laughs> and the nurse was like, "The head's out." And they were like, just breathe. You're good. Just, yep. Yeah. And I was just like breathing. I was like, whoo, whoo. and they were like, okay, hey, just a little bit. Push, little shoulders coming out. And then they were just like, look down. And she came out, on plopped right on my chest. She cried right away, like immediate. And it's just the most surreal feeling when they just like drop a baby. There's just like, all of a sudden there's like a baby on your chest. And it's just like. I was like bawling on your shoulder and you're just like looking around like what the hell just happened <laughs> i was so in shock i was the same with hayden too i, I was like not emotional i was just like uh, yeah like what's happening and i think with with hadley i was even more like just like drained and like what is going on because i it was just it was so it, like wild the whole thing was just it was just a roller coaster um but there's there's just nothing like that moment when they put the baby on your chest it's like it's just this crazy feeling of like that's a real human like it's like almost like the weight of it hits you like this is like a real it's like our child like she's here because you know all those months they're just in your belly and you can't really see them and you know you don't get to look at them and then there's physically like laying on you and it's just like whoa like you're here you're real it's just it's just a crazy crazy feeling it's even crazier because what 16 hours before that we didn't think we were going to see the baby for a few we were like just for a eating month. a smoothie sitting on the couch exactly <laughs> i wasn't even like me- mentally prepared obviously i knew you were pregnant but i wasn't like right. in that mode yet like all right any day now oh yeah no we were so not in yeah. that in that mind space yeah. whatsoever um so yeah she came out um i had a what the doctor said was a tiny tear right she said tiny tear one stitch that's all she said um I cut the cord. It took me two snips. <laughs> oh, I yeah. did one cut, and there was still a little bit hanging at the yeah. end. So Fumbled out a little yeah. bit. <laughs> um, they did let us do delayed cord clamping. It was not as long as, as Hayden's, for sure, at the bro center. But they let it pulse for a couple minutes. Um, I mean, I was still... Uh, yeah, whatever. But they let it pulse for a couple minutes. And what was different... Uh, another thing that was different about this experience... I mean, I feel like everything was different. But um, with the placenta... Right after Hadley came out and she was on my chest, they like immediately started like massaging my lower abdomen and just like got that placenta out right away. Oh yeah. Um, they were like very, um, very much managing getting that out as fast as possible. At the birth center, I think it. They just like waited until. I think it was better this way because. It did get it out, I guess. At least from my perspective, because I remember when at the birth center, all of a sudden you're like, "Oh my god, this kind of hurts! Like, what's going on here?" 
Yeah, I had like a couple more contractions. Like, after you were, like, over, like, all that. So, it was kind of good just to knock it all out. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Maybe I, it's not I, as I don't natural. really honestly have a preference. Of, gotcha. Either way, it was fine either way. Um, but, so, yeah, placenta came right out. Um, it was so much smaller than Hayden's, but it was just, she also was a smaller baby and was in there for a month less <laughs> than Hayden was. But I just remember being like, oh, it looks so small. Um, mm. Apparently, also, Hayden's was, like, giant. They were like, this is one of the biggest... Not the biggest ones, but one of the bigger ones that we've seen. Um, so, yeah, placenta came out, and we just – she was on my chest for, like, the first hour or so. She latched on and was, like, nursing right away. Um, we had, like, a little video of her just, like, just, like, little champ sucking. And uh, she eventually got weighed. She was a tiny peanut. My final guess before <clears throat> before she was out. My final guess was that she was going to be seven pounds. What was your guess? You were like a teeny bit higher, I think. I forget, yeah. Seven, five. She ended up know. being 5'15". Yeah. So Tiny. just under six pounds, a little peanut. They measured her at 18 and a half inches. 18 and a half inches, 5'15". Yeah. Our little Hadley Eileen. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she was here. She was born. There she is. She finally joined us. A little early. A yeah. lot early. <laughs> yeah. She had her own plans for this birth, let's just say. And uh, pretty much everything I wanted to do, she was like, no, we're not doing that. We're doing it my way. Yeah. Um, so, and it's funny. So the anesthesiologist did eventually come back in to remove the catheter that he did place. Um, and I was like, sorry, that was, <laughs> that was a little crazy. Sorry about that. And he just kind of laughed and he was like... It, it's really rare that that happens, but it does happen. So apparently it, it doesn't happen very often. Um, but again, Hadley had other plans. She was like, no, mom, you did not want to have an epidural and you have no idea how close you are to mm -hmm. me coming out. So we're just going to not do that. Um, and I was very grateful, like, you know, looking back afterwards, because then, you know, you, you can like get up and walk around. It's just kind of nice. Uh, you get to feel all the endorphins afterwards. There's no numbing. Not that I would have been numb for hardly a, a, any time until she was born because she came so fast. But anyway, so, um, so yeah, so then it was just uh, on to postpartum recovery. Um, there was, uh, I was still on the magnesium, obviously, and I had to be on it for a minimum of 12 hours. And you couldn't eat a couldn't real meal eat. until you were off of it. Until I was off of it. And they said it might be could be 24 hours. It would just depend on how my blood pressures looked. And thank God they let me get off at 12 hours because I was ravenous. I don't know. I think I would have like literally passed out if I had to go another 12. We got a little green turtle. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and it was, I mean, it was, wasn't the best meal I had, but it was the best meal I've ever had. I don't I think so many hungry. places were open because it was like nine after nine on like a, I guess it was Friday. It was Friday night. Yeah. I don't know. For some reason there wasn't a lot of restaurants. Is that like a national chain? I don't even know. Yeah, I think so. You people probably know what the green turtle is. Yeah. At least in the mid Atlantic. Yeah, our area, our general Northeast. area. Yeah. Um So yeah, so then we were just chilling and then we actually after she was born, we uh put the dots together, which was kind of crazy that um our nurse was actually the aunt of one of our very good friends. Yeah. <laughs> Who was going to have twins 2 weeks later. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of how we figured it out because she was talking about her niece having twins from New York and where she lives. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and then she told us how far along she was. And I just thought by a long shot, I was like, what's her name? <laughs> and she told us and we were like, oh my God, 
<laughs> what? So that was kind of cool. And she was awesome. She was a fabulous, fabulous nurse. Um, and she really, she helped us. I feel like she was the calm presence that we needed at the end there. Yep. And she was just like, I don't know. She got, she has been doing this so long. She really knew what she was doing and she was wonderful. Um, so postpartum, I will say the afterbirth contractions are very real after you have your first. They say they get worse with every baby. I was dealing with some still fairly intense contractions for like another two days at least. Jeez. Um, and they, you know, every time I would nurse, they were pretty intense. Um, and then they, they do the whole pressing on your uterus to help it shrink back down, which is like almost as painful as labor. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Yeah. Remember they would, they have to do it like every, first it was like every half hour and then it was like every hour and then it was every four hours. That's my least favorite part. (laughs) Um, they did not do that a whole lot to me in the birth center. I did also bleed a lot more. So it, it apparently works, at least on me. True. Um, but yeah, I don't know if there's uh, much more. What's crazy is we were in there from the time we entered to the time we left, 48 hours. Like we left. We got the heck out of there. After you had the baby, we left obviously the next day but like right in the early afternoon we, yeah we were just pushing to get discharged yeah we just really wanted to get home as long as you guys were good you and right the, obviously and they wouldn't have let us leave of course you know? um but uh but yeah so <sighs> i was just on to newborn life we got to go home um hayden obviously got to meet hadley for the first time she like came and was like oh baby <laughs> and we were so happy to see her because, again, I've, I've just, like, missed her so much. I didn't have that, like, mental acknowledgement of, like, I'm leaving you. It's my baby. Right. I'm going to come home with another baby. And I'm going to have two babies. So we were just really excited to see her. Um, see, so it was in total from the Foley bulb inserted to birth was, like, 12 hours. And Pitocin starting to birth was seven hours. Yeah. So, so it was it was pretty quick. Pretty quick, yeah. Which I was super, super grateful for. How long would you say was active labor? Is that when Pitocin started or no? Well. Or do you just like kind of guess? I think technically active labor is like once you're after two centimeters. I could be wrong. But I didn't feel really anything of note until I was like five and a half centimeters. um, Or five centimeters or whatever it was when they checked me that one time. It was five, yeah. Yeah. Which, thank God, because... With having to get induced with, because uh, Hayden, I mean, I had pretty intense contractions, like, all through the night before we even got to the birth center. And when I got to the birth center, we were, th- I was three centimeters dilated. So I pretty much started off the induction at that point. Um, so your body's just more ready or I don't know, whatever it is after your second or after your first time around, it just happens easier. Um, but... I can't imagine uh, getting induced and having Pitocin contractions from like ground zero on. Mm. Like that would have been a lot harder. Um, It really was only really intense for like 20 minutes of those really intense contractions that made me request the epidural. (laughs) Um, Which if I had known it was only going to be 20 minutes, I probably wouldn't have asked for it. But obviously you don't know that. And I was told I was at a five. So I figured I had a long way to go um so so yeah 
no shame in asking for the epidural, by the way. Um, I was all for it in that moment. <laughs> and if I had to do it all over again, I probably would have asked again because it was just real intense. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so that's the birth of sweet Hadley baby girl. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. It was, uh, obviously not at all what we wanted. I mean, it was, it was a little literal opposite of what we wanted, but, um, very, very positive experience. It was very, a very positive experience and it was still so beautiful. Um, and I actually kind of had this moment, which I don't know if I even like shared this with you, but a couple days after she was born, I had this like realization. Um, if you guys listen to season one and, uh, you know, of my birth story with, with Hayden, um, I was scheduled to be induced because she just did not want to come out. Um, I literally had her, she came naturally on her own, um, at the birth center the day before we were going to be heading into the hospital to be induced. And I remember, you know, at the time just being so distraught over the idea of having to get induced. And I remember when it finally was scheduled, um, the charge nurse at the same hospital on labor and delivery floor, um, had called me just to check in and just be like, I know this isn't what you wanted, but you know, we're looking forward to your coming in and you're having your baby and it's going to be amazing. And we're all here for you. And here's like the process of what's going to happen. And she was just the sweetest nurse and she totally calmed my fears and she made me feel so much better. And I think, I think that, you know, I felt so much more calm after that conversation. I think that's honestly what allowed me to go into labor with Hayden, but because I had already had that kind of mental walking through that mental, like I am going to be induced and like, this is what's going to happen. And like, I'm okay with it and I'm at peace with it. Having already done that in the past, I feel like really like primed me to like take this in stride this time around, like the whole, I'm going to be induced. I think, which, you know, God works in mysterious ways. I feel like that was, that needed to happen to me before so that I could handle the situation in a much more uh, calm, accepting fashion. Um, so that was kind of like a, huh, I bet that's why that happened, why that had to happen the first time around. Hmm. And she just didn't want to come out. Um, and I also told you this, that I did have this weird feeling in the back of my mind before she, that Hadley actually was born that I, I was going to end up in the hospital, like just this, tiny little voice in the back of my head was like "Mm, I just feel like that's gonna be part of the story this time around and another thing after Hayden was born I kind of had this uh again tiny voice in the back of my head that was like you know what because her birth truly was perfect as far as what we wanted um birth center water birth I I did a great job handling everything it was peaceful la-di-da-di-da but I kind of had this feeling after she was born that, you know, if I'm if I'm never able to have another natural birth like that, at least I had that. Like, I will always have had that experience. No one can take that away from me. And it was exactly what I wanted, um, which is which is interesting. It's just I feel like it's kind of like, I don't know, either God telling me that or mother's intuition, whatever you want to call it, um, because. I will probably never have an experience like that ever again. Um, between the preeclampsia and um, I briefly mentioned this, but I ended up developing uh, DVT after Hadley was born, which is um, 
a blood clot, uh, like a, a pretty dangerous one. You guys know that I had a superficial clot during my pregnancy, but this time around it was the deep veins and it was, um, intense. I ended up back in the hospital and it was really brutal and I'm still kind of recovering from that. Um, and I'm going to be on injections for a little while to treat it. Um, but between the DVT and the preeclampsia, um, I think it's best for me to, um, with any future pregnancies, uh, be in obstetric care and not in the care of a midwife because I am a little bit more of a higher risk now, uh, which is another, has been a tough pill to swallow. Um, but it helps that we had such a beautiful experience in the hospital. Yeah, it does. And, uh, everybody was really lovely. So, so yeah, so. That's it for her birth story. Um, I wish that we could share with you this beautiful home birth that we were kind of planning for. But, um, you know, life just doesn't always work out the way you planned. And doesn't mean it's not going to be great. And it doesn't mean it's not going to be beautiful. And this is kind of a perfect example of that. And even though it's not what we wanted, um, we are totally at peace with how things went down. And honestly, really freaking glad she came early because... (laughs) my body was so done. (laughs) I mean, clearly with the preeclampsia, I think that was like my body's way of just being like, okay, we're done tapping out. Um, because it came on so quickly and so out of the blue and I never had really, except for that one time, any blood pressure issues at all. Um, cause apparently normally it's more of like a slow creep up of your blood pressure from what I hear instead of just like all of a sudden it's skyrockets out of nowhere. So I think it's time that we, uh, Go, go get to bed. What do you say? 8.45 p.m. Yes. <laughs> it's, about, it's about bedtime for us. It is these days. <laughs> uh, not getting a whole lot of sleep around here, so got to go to bed early. But she's worth it. Thank you to everyone that listened to this episode. Any new listeners, anyone that followed along this whole season, we really appreciate the support. And, yeah, thank you for just tuning in in general kind of sad but this is going to be our last episode guys because this pregnancy is now complete our sweet girl is here she's healthy i'm healthy now (laughs) and uh we are just ready to embark on life as a family of four and we really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening um and supporting us and for all the love um during this this pregnancy and we've really enjoyed sharing it with you guys so thank you so much for listening and uh we're signing off later bye